When did you first hear the word matrescence and how did you feel when you first heard it? Oh my God, it was huge for me. It was so big. So I remember my baby was about eight, nine, ten months or so. I was blindsided by my early motherhood experience. I'd moved to a new town. I was very lonely. My husband was away working long hours. I didn't really have a support network. None of my close friends were having kids at the same time. I felt like I'd lost myself and I didn't know who I was, what I was doing. I loved my baby, but I couldn't seem to soothe her very well. I thought that there was a maternal instinct and I just wasn't very good at it. I'd had all these difficulties with feeding and I was desperate really. I didn't understand what was happening to me. You know, everyone says, enjoy every minute. And I thought there must be something wrong with me if I'm finding it this hard every day. It was just, it was so helpful to read this word. Don't you're going to start me crying now. (laughs) (laughs) I really wasn't expecting to cry. So I read this article in the New York Times by the reproductive psychiatrist Alexandra Sachs. And it really pulled together everything I was seeing and feeling. And she talked about this word that anthropologists use, matrescence. And she described it as the experience of becoming a mother and how it changes us physically, psychologically, emotionally, our identity, our relationships. And she also said matrescence is a time of great joy, which it is, but it's also a time of I can't remember the emotions she said, but, you know, fear and anxiety and loneliness and depression and confusion and bewilderment and all these experiences which I had felt, but felt that they were outlawed. I remember reading it and just thinking, it's not just me. Like, I'm not alone in this. And my shoulders kind of dropped for the first time. And I thought, this is what I feel that it is, which is a a significant developmental time for women and a period of great transition, which I would then learn through. I ordered the book by the anthropologist Dana Raphael. She coined the word. So I ordered this book from the 70s and it turned up and it was very kind of old school looking. And she has this essay that she wrote in it about this concept of matrescence, which is, you know, acknowledged and recognized as a major life crisis in every society across the world. You know, women are supported in their matrescence through special rites and rituals and customs and extra social support. And it just struck me that that was part of maybe what was making me feel so bewildered was this sense that this major thing had happened, but I was kind of left to it alone for the first time in my adult life, really spending all day, every day alone, very confused about what I was doing. And that's why I wanted to write my book and call the book Matrescence, because it felt like just such a kind and compassionate framing. My hope is that we can say to people, you know, how's your matrescence going? Or what was your matrescence like? To normalise that this is a really, really big thing for people to go through. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stresses, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, 
it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy is just an incredible, safe, non-judgmental space. I absolutely love it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule, which I think as busy mums is what we all need. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash motherkind today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash motherkind. Yeah, I feel exactly the same. It's so interesting. Our stories are so parallel in terms of what I felt when I heard that word as well. What I find even more frustrating is not only has matrescence been sort of hidden from, you know, the modern mothers in the Western world predominantly, we've also had the rise of this sort of bounce back idea, which is not only are we going through this huge matrescence, it's not that that's just ignored, it's that it's actively diminished. Because all that people ask you is, you look great. When are you going to get back into your jeans? When are you going back to work? Like as if nothing has happened. And I looked up the definition for bounce back the other day, and it means to recover from a setback quickly, to recover from a setback quickly. And it enraged me. Birthing the next generation is not a setback we have to recover from. Why do you think matrescence has been buried in academic circles. I'm sure it was not easy to get that 1970s book. Why is it so buried? What happened? Yeah, it's a really interesting question because this word kind of surfaced in the 70s. And I think that there are a number of kind of big reasons why the experience of becoming a mother and matrescence and maternal mental health have been so neglected. And I think we are living at a time of the last kind of hundred years you know, they call it the century of the child, the 20th century. And there has been this like huge explosion of knowledge about child psychology and, you know, attachment theory and this focus on the child, which is quite Freudian as well. I mean, of course, a lot of that is really very good, but it also means that there hasn't been that adequate space given to the maternal experience. And then I think you've got your plain old guard, the misogyny, and sexism and chauvinism, which runs through our society and our healthcare, and kind of twinned with that is, you know, the continuing taboos. You know, I think we've still got so many taboos around things like childbirth injuries, about feeding, about women's bodies, you know, about shame, stigma around mental illness and maternal mental health. There's a lot of these forces which intersect with experiences of early motherhood. But then I think also if we're thinking about the last kind of 20, 30 years, liberal feminism has kind of disavowed motherhood. You know, there was a lot of in the 70s kind of focus on care work. But certainly for me, when I was growing up, my kind of feminist education was much more about getting ahead in the workplace, smashing the glass ceiling, being a good girl boss, you know, all those things to give women more freedom at work which is, of course, really important, but the kind of motherhood issue, and, you know, most women will become mothers at some point, was kind of shunted. And I think that is really connected with our neoliberal capitalist economy and our kind of social institutions. So I think those are probably some of the big kind of social threads which have silenced this experience. But I think we're really seeing a moment now, and I'm, sure, I'm you know, you're part of this, Zoe, of that maternal subjectivity and that experience of becoming a mother, people going, oh, actually, 
like when I had my six weeks check, remember the doctor said something like, we'll do baby and then very quickly we'll do you. It's that kind of attitude, which I think is starting to change of, you know, actually, you know, giving birth is a really big thing. Being pregnant is a really big thing. And there are lots of people who are calling for that six week check to have a you know, particular one for mothers as well and their mental health. So I think perhaps we're starting to see a change. <laughs> 